For almost a decade on my TV show, Interview with Ed, I've been interviewing extra-dimensional beings and consciousnesses from a number of different realms. Many of my questions have been answered, but with every answer comes more questions. Join me on my ongoing quest to find out who are we, why are we here, and where are we going? Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. So today we have a super awesome guest, Phoenix Rising. Phoenix mm-hmm. is been helping with this new episode that I'm working with Lyrica and Gail. And we're telling the story of, well, Lyrica's story of her journey with working with the Numberable Autistic Collective and her work that she's doing to help grid the planet and welcome this ascension period. Hi. So hi, Phoenix. Hi. Anything for you, you are awesome and incredible. I, I'm always honored to be working with uh, anything that you are involved in and so I'm here. I am here present. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And, and thank you, Lyrica, for being here. Gail, Roxanne, everybody else who is on the call. <laughs> and uh, first, I guess we can get into just how do I know you and how we met. I think we can go, sort of go into our origin story here before we go into deeper things. Just to share with the audience um, mm-hmm. who has maybe seen the episode, but we didn't really talk about it in the episode. Um, I don't think we did. I don't know if we did or not, but we basically, we know each other through Bill and the Skull. Yes, exactly. You know? Through Bill and the Skull. What's your relationship with, with that and how, how did, um, how do you know Bill? Yeah, we had, it was so great how you and I finally, finally met and connected all, all, all of these dots. But I had uh, an incredible, well, pretty, a pretty big journey with the Skull in this lifetime. There are, are alone, which got me to Bill. I had a brain hemorrhage in 2004. And a friend of mine, while I was recovering, got a book for me. I've always was always fascinated with the Crystal Skulls, the whole Indiana Jones, Tomb Raiders, the Lost Ark, you know, all of that. But that movie was actually based on the Mitchell Hedges skull when Steven uh, Spielberg found out about the Mitchell Hedges skull, it inspired him to do the Indiana Jones series. Mm-hmm. And so I was recovering and, and uh, I did not want to get surgery with the brain hemorrhage. I chose not to have the doctors go into the brain, you know, for all the various reasons that I'm sure most of the audience understands that we really love to have uh, autonomy over our health if we can. So I chose, I had this uh, bleed in the brain, but I chose to go home. So I sent my friend to get these books. And I said, please come back with this, the book about the crystal skulls. And so he went off, he brought this book to, he, he told his a friend of his that, uh, you know, he was worried about me and brain hemorrhage, but he got me some books, something about a crystal skull. And his friend said, what do you mean about a crystal skull? He said, some Mitchell something, something skull. And so he said, wait, the Mitchell Hedges crystal skull? And they have to know that my friend thought I was a little bit crazy. You know, crystal skulls, all this stuff, alien, all that, all that stuff. Right, right. So he had no idea when he told his friend, who was a, a very uh, educated man, a PhD architect, they're working on a big project together, that he would have any inkling about some Mitchell Hedges crystal skull. So he said, so his friend said, please get Phoenix on the phone. Uh, because I am also a native elder 
His name is John Francis. And he said, I actually was one of the carriers of that crystal skull. When Anna Hedges was sick and she was getting into her advanced years, sometimes she was tired. She had befriended John Francis, who was also an explorer, who also knew, knew uh, Bill uh, at that time, because Bill also mm-hmm. traveled with Anna. And he wrote a big book, actually looking at it, it's in my bookcase called Akalan. And on the back of it is a beautiful picture of the Mitchell Hedges crystal skull. So his experience with the skulls and uh, the story of the, the 13 skulls, the prophecy of when mm-hmm. they will all get together and have that resonant tone and then bring this whole time that we're in right now into its full awakening. So he, he knew greatly about the, been writing about it. So he gets me on the phone and says, I have a crystal that's been charged with the Mitchell Hedges skull. Um, and I would like you to put that crystal, when you get it in the mail, put it in water and in the morning, drink the water and just watch what happens. He said, you're, so I did. And in about a month, I went back to the doctors. They were t- uh, very surprised that the blood had actually drained out of my uh, brain and that there was hardly even a, a scar or anything left where the, the injury was. And it was about the size of a quarter. It was very large. I mean, I was kind of the study for about two weeks in ICU as to why I hadn't uh, died because it wow. was so big. So the difference when, I, when they had seen me after a month was profound. So I go on, of course. And, you know, when you get healed, you're just happy that you're healed. And I really didn't think much about what had happened. I just was really happy that I was alive. Yeah. Continuing alive. For sure. But you know how that is when you start to feel better and you're, but then, then something started happening a couple of years later. I started having these memories or I didn't know that they were memories at first, but they were uh, visions. And they were visions of councils, uh, uh, skulls, uh, uh, galactic beings, and those who were in charge of encoding and actually forming these skulls for humanity. And I, I, I started to then go, wait a minute, That's there's right. something with this. There's, there's something, there's, there's memories. And then again, it wasn't until... I start meeting people, you know, because you go on with your life, you're, you're doing stuff. And, um, I started meeting these people who said, Hey, do you know what you did with the crystal skulls? Do you understand what has been happening in your history or past lifetimes that you actually sat in a council to help these skulls, not just this skull, but others. And I kept hearing this. Like very definitely from people who I hadn't elicited these conversations. Mm-hmm. So I had to really pay attention. And it was the last person, uh, it was in Austin, Texas, in Texas. On the line. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was about four, uh, it was about, about four and a half years ago. Uh, Adrienne Goff, uh, she's an incredible crystal reader, healer, channel, and collector. She, as a little girl, used to travel planet with her parents who were gemologists they were into the crystals and they channeled so she her whole lifetime was about being with crystals and so she's really profound my friend 
in Austin who also had a similar memory about sitting in a council with a skull and she had no connection to any of this world, you know, that, that we're in. She was kind of thinking it's kind of hocus pocus. Mm-hmm. And she did not know that I had had a brain hemorrhage or my connection with the skull or the shaman sending me, you know, the elder sending me the, the crystal. She didn't know about any of it. And she said, you know, I had a dream that you and I were in a council. We were in a cave somewhere and there were all these women and there was a skull and we were speaking to the skull. We were, t- we were doing something. She said, I don't remember the whole thing. And I said, what? And then I told her the story and she was, you know, dumbfounded because she's really thinking this is hocus pocus. And then she starts having memories. And then she says, listen, you got to go see Adrian, uh, Adrian Golf. She's in Texas where I live. And when I had that uh, session, she just channeled in the whole thing. And she told me about things that I had divisions about. She had the Lyrans come in, the, the Palladians. Um, there was light language. It was like all, all of this stuff. She had built this grid I recorded and it was absolutely amazing. And at the end of the session, she said, you know what? She said, you need to actually step into this and go find one of those skulls. And mm. then again, it wasn't until about six months later that I found Bill. I mm. uh, actually called, um, I knew that the skull had been in, in uh, Sedona. So I had called a shop in Sedona just by chance. It had the name Phoenix something on it, mm. my name. So I said, you know what, let me just call up. Right, so I, right. she said, wow. She said, you know what? Bill Holman is the keeper of the skull now. She said, he's been a quiet, a little bit quiet for the past few years, but he has been here. Let me give you his email. I emailed him. And then that was really the beginning of my journey. And uh, he hit me back. He said, I'm coming to LA. I'm going to be on the History Channel. He said, let's meet. And my first time meeting the skull in downtown LA in a a very old historic hotel, which I, I never imagined that I would meet the skull in that way. Either. When we're out in the, you know, I'm going to meet the skull. Here I'm in Los Angeles in a historic hotel, but it was just profound. And the minute um, I met the skull, it was, I, I knew because I had been with her many, many, many times and many lifetimes. And it seems as if I incarnate around the skull wherever, yeah. wherever I am, I'm always near, near the skulls. So. Bill and Bill said to me, he said, you know, let's, uh, do you want to work with me, the skull? Mm-hmm. You, you guys seem really bonded. <laughs> right. Really bonded. Uh, the skull is so magical. Anybody who's seen the skull, it's incredible because when you look into this, you see the skull, it's just this clear, gorgeous quartz crystal. It's just, it, it's magnificent. Just magnificent. When you look into the skull, especially in, into the back, you know, the back part of the head, you can actually see the brain. You can see two hemispheres of the brain. It's, it's, you're trying to figure out, you know, how could you see that? And yet yeah. there is a brain, literally it's, and it has movement inside. And I'm just captivated. <laughs> and more memories start to come up. And Bill said, okay, what do you want to do? Let's work. So I, ha- I invited Bill back and we did a whole uh, week tour in Los Angeles to uh, different uh, crystal places, uh, shops, different people who knew about the skull. There's some, a woman who actually flew in all the way from uh, England because she had a healing with the skull maybe 30 years prior uh, cancer. It was 
profound. And she heard the skull was in LA and she flew all the way in to Los Angeles to see us that week. So it was, it was just magical. And I hated the week being over. And when the week was over, I dropped Bill off uh, downtown, back to downtown uh, at, I forget what was it, it was a, a great the train, tr- The train station or? Not at the train station, the, at the, oh. that restaurant. Oh, uh, Cafe Gratitude? At Cafe, Cafe Gratitude yeah. town. And Bill said, I'm good. And he, he was ready. He was getting on to do Zoom and meetings. He said, I'm meeting these guys. They're coming in from, I think from Gaia, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And uh, <laughs> I said, okay, cool. And I left Bill. And then it was you guys. It was you and uh, Steve. Steve. Yeah, yeah. And Steve. Yeah. And that's that's... When we met you because you then contacted me uh, because Bill had told you about me. Yeah, we, I think we also, our mutual friend Maya had talked about you. That's right. And then that's she, right. she uh, introduced us. But yeah, so that, yeah. So we 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 got connected in that way, and then we got to know you, and we're like having these amazing conversations. And you know, your uh, obviously your experiences with the skull, but much more than that, uh, your uh, shaman. Sh- yes, I'm going to say I'm a shamanic practitioner. Um, shamanic practitioner. Yeah, shamanic practitioner because I I practice in all of the the remembrance of the earth. What I, what I do is I help people to remember who they are. Um, mm-hmm why they came to earth this time, what their purpose is. Um, and the, the, the biggest, I think one of the biggest things is so many of us uh, have forgotten, you know, why we're here. Of course, we come in with that because we're supposed to forget. So we go through all of the lessons to sure. remember. I mean, this is the biggest part is our contract is we come in with that veil over that agreement. We make our soul agreements out there. We come into the body, we're supposed to forget it so that we can then re-remember. This time, even though my work is to help people with the remembrance, uh, I find it's very rapid this time because Mm. of where we are, you know, this new resonance that's on planet like never before, all the galactics that are finally, you know, literally lined up to help us who are here and who are in uh, their realms as well. But all of this at this same time is, spe- uh, is speeding up the remembrance process, which is exactly what we need right now. Mm-hmm. So in my work as a hypnotherapist and doing past life regression, life in between life and future life, what I find right now is so amazing is that the remembrance that we are multidimensional beings. So we are living out lives in many different dimensions and it's all coming into one remembrance right now Mm. and so the shamanic work in the remembrance of who we are bringing in the earth uh, pieces because we've been so separated you know we've been led to believe that we don't know we don't have all of the information in in us Right. And that the yeah, pharmaceuticals okay. and everybody else says, hey, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. Don't right, do right, right. You know, we have the solution for you. And when we go, oh, okay, what's that solution? Oh, I'll just take that. I'll do what you say. Mm-hmm. It separates us from our, our ability to be our own, what I call our own shaman, our yep. own guru, our own doctors, our own 
sovereign beings. So my job is to help people remember their sovereignty so that we pass by quickly and we can get on with our work, which is, you know, what we're doing to the Ascension work and, and all of this voodoo stuff. Voodoo doing is not so right, right. It's just no. Not, it's, it, it's I mean, not. just just in the past two years, you know, that's this acceleration from, you know, when when COVID hit and we're all like, oh, what's happening here? But to really see the awareness around, you know, the woo, right, and the acceptance and the welcoming of of different of you know shamanic practices and um, uh, alternative which, you know, are not really alternative, but, you know, older ways of healing through more holistic ways of healing are now being more accepted as the extremes, you know, <clears throat> the extremes through the pharmaceutical industry are pushing their agendas and different things and in, into one direction and that, and which is allowing people to uh, sort of disconnect and find yeah. and open their eyes to uh, uh, alternatives and, and, you're in that space. You're, you're... I, I, you know, what you just said is so important. And I, I know those of you who are are here. And by the way, I just want to say, so beautiful to feel everybody's energy because I can I can feel that. So but thank, thank you uh, for that. And Ruben, to bringing everybody to your platform and uh, having me here. That, what, what you said is so key in the distortion and the inverted reality. The idea that they call it art alternative. Right. Right. <laughs> Or that it, it's or traditional medicine right. they really call pharmaceuticals. Oh, well, this is the traditional medicine. It's like, wait a minute, no, this is the distortion medicine. The traditional yeah. is the earth medicine. This is how we heal ourselves. We have every single thing. Um, we came with all the information, and that flip around has us boxed. They have been moving us around little pieces in these little boxes very adeptly where now I see you're saying it's beginning to change. If people go to traditional medicine is traditional is the mother earth medicine. It's everything mm -hmm. that we have. It's everything. No, it's all plants. It's the information from the plants, um, the information from the trees. And if we can finally unplug, which we really are beginning to do, it's very exciting. We can actually hear the messages. And, and that's when that shamanic, of yourself turns up, get those messages and you can he feel, hear them coming in. You can bring them up from the earth. What we're experiencing right now is, is so profound because as we are elevating, as these new lights are coming into planet, this whole plasmic situation that mm -hmm. is enlightening us and that is coming into our physical bodies. If we can stay in line with nature and get those messages, you know, that are coming in from above that are moving up from the earth, we become a, more of a match for the light that's coming in. So it's very, very important, you know, that we stay away from that, the inversions and the pharmaceutical stuff sure. and stay as closely aligned with nature as we can, because that nature, it knows our frequency it's going to. And then when that light comes in, we are going to elevate as we're seeing. This is, this is what's happening. I, uh, there is something. So every month there's something that happens every year, something is happening. Right. Mm -hmm. But every month right now, last month, the month before, the month before I have 
literally felt it like elevate, elevate, elevate each time. And when the ascension symptoms are, are real, they're uncomfortable many times, but the access to higher information has been just profound. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know if you're feeling that, but. Maybe that's what I was, I was under the weather sort of uh, for, you know, a month or so. Um, Still a little bit of congestion going, but yeah, I was thinking, I was like, maybe this is just ascension symptoms. Yeah, that's what it is. But I need to be calibrating here. Um, so, uh, yeah, pro- I mean, uh, you, there's different angles you can look at it, but right. uh, it definitely sucks for you know a month. Yeah. You're like, oh, I just drag and, and um, but when you're through it, I'm like, whoa, I feel like way better now. Um, still well, a little some visual. Yeah, the tiredness is just. The tiredness is real for everyone, even mm. without a tight, like just absolutely people are like, I'm just so tired. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it's your, your body is upgrading. DNA is upgrading. This is actually happening. So mm-hmm. um, the times are so exciting. exciting. The world is just splitting so much because. There are those of us who are really grabbing that that light, like just going into it. And there are others who are really having a lot of trouble getting it. Mm-hmm. And I see it just, it's literally splitting off. So families, relationships, you know, projects that you're working on that you thought, this is it, this is the one, suddenly right. in an instant goes away and it no longer is resonating with you because everything in you has now gone to a different level. And that's- Shifted really so, quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and just as quickly new projects come in and are built and, you know, and we're, oh, we're doing this now. Okay. <laughs> you know, and it's super fast. Um, exactly. It's all of the, the um, ideas of, you know, synchronicity and time speeding up and just, you know, thing manifestation. So we just did our, um, our monthly C5 a couple of days ago uh, out here. A giant rock, or not giant rock, uh, I have God, which is a giant um, crystal uh, mound. Have you been out there, Phoenix? Did you ever go no, to I have God in Big Bear? Like, oh. I didn't go there when I was there, no. Oh, okay. Well, you, next time you come up to Big Bear, we'll, we'll give you a tour. Um, super powerful uh, crystal that the Serrano Indians named it I have God. It was a, It's a sacred crystal that overlooks the valley. And it's, it's super powerful in manifestation people. This is for years. People have been going there and setting intentions to manifest things. And uh, people, we had some, some people that were there, uh, sharing with, with the group as we were getting ready to do the, the, the CE5, how just a month ago they were there putting in some intentions and manifestations happened within days, you know, people were, so I know. Um, that's already happening around the earth. You don't need a giant crystal to do that. But if you have a giant crystal on top of the energy, that's already there. So our intention was, you know, um, open, uh, contact disclosure, you know, all of the things that come with the, uh, CE5 experience. So hopefully we'll, you know, on a global level, you know, I know individually, a lot of people were activated. So, or, and are being activated just, you know, in the energy, everybody seems to have that same testimonial of. Things are speeding up. Wow, I just had this thought, and then all of a sudden I'm doing this, and then that changed. And it, it's it's definitely um, uh, not just localized to our, our right our, our over here. No, it is not localized. And you know, uh, the attest to that is we have to stay so again grounded 
and really focused on what it is we really want. And we need to, to make sure that those other lower frequency things, we hear this all the time, sounds a little bit almost like rhetoric, but we really do have to keep the lowers because exactly what you're saying, things manifest so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's not just a good thing. Right, right, right. The other things too. Yeah. So this is one of the reasons um, meditation, mm-hmm. being really mindful about what you're doing, really mm-hmm. thinking, is this really what I want to bring in? Right, right. Is this who I really want to be working with? You know? Right. Because I've seen it go in the other way where people go, oh my God, it happens so quickly. And of course, what is this also? This is the Schumann resonance. The, mm-hmm. the, it, everything is moving so quickly. And we used to have like, what's like a set, you felt like it was a seven day week. Mm-hmm. It feels like three and a half now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even less sometimes. I'm like, what the week? We're, oh, we're doing the call again. Here we are. Right. Or we're doing, to me, I was like jacking it by the garbage can. Like you're putting the garbage can out. It's like every, it's like always garbage day. You know, it's like always brown. Like I was like, oh, it's always garbage day. I'm like what is happening? But that's how fast those manifestations are happening. That's why they're happening True. fast is because yeah. it's all together. So it's all like a boom. So, you know, what garbage are you going to put out? Sure. It's like, we need to be really careful what, that is well, and I know the, the saying careful what you ask for you because you just might get it right so uh now and you are now getting you are getting it getting yeah. it on all levels uh-huh so sure. yeah so it's really i'm actually you know doing a, again uh do i have my juice with me yeah my uh my my juice fast i'm on a, a 10-day uh mm-hmm. master cleanse oh great uh, simply for that reason because meditation uh, diet, what you put in the body, fasting is so important right now because keep, again, cleaning the cells. Because what do we do, right? The body keeps score. We know that amazing uh, book. I'm trying to think of the man who wrote it. The body keeps score. Everything is stored in the body. The cells are mm-hmm. all the emotions, the traumas, all of that. Sure. Well, if you're not feeling well or you're feeling tired, yes, it's the ascension, ascension symptoms. Right. Also, those symptoms are fighting against stuff that are, are stored traumas that are in your body, that are in your right. cell. So it's like, oh, we're going to bring this thing in. But, oh, hey, he's still got this he's working on. She's still got that, which we all do. It's a lifelong, you know, work of right, working right. on stuff. However, if we can keep peeling back the layers by doing those fasts, sweating, saunas, working mm-hmm. out, hiking, which is all grounding, getting mm-hmm. into the earth, but in a clean way sweating big deal mm-hmm. everything you're putting and then intentionally how you're eating mm-hmm. are you eating too quickly are you not sitting down are you not praying over your food are you not blessing mm-hmm. it you know um mm-hmm. the intention going back how did that food get to our table what mm-hmm. was the intention can we heal some of that getting okay we don't even we don't know what maybe hopefully happened here we do know but sometimes we don't so when it gets to here before it gets to here and then goes into your body and gets into the cellular makeup mm-hmm. that kind of mindfulness alone is so important because that is what's going to be the interface you know the cells are the interface right the ascension mm-hmm. so i'm safe safeguarding my my ascension that's on another 10 day it's day two so mm. you luck out there so so yeah, so the master cleanse. I'm, I'm sure some people might be uh, familiar with that. But what 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 goes into that? What are the um, 
isn't it like a lemon and cayenne or maybe you yeah, can describe that. You know, it's, 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 uh, I hadn't done the master plans in many years. I've done other fasting and mm-hmm. I'm a big faster and juice cleansing. And there's a, a woman uh, who I met last year, really awesome. She has something called raw cane juice. Mm-hmm. And what she does is she cold presses the bamboo mm-hmm. of sugar cane. And it's this delicious juice. She calls, she calls it raw cane. Diabetics can drink it because it doesn't have a glycemic level, even though it tastes sweet. Yeah. You think raw cane is from the sugar cane, which it is, but it doesn't have anything to do with the actual sugar. So it has a complete um, profile, amino acid, amino and enzyme profile. So you're not in a starvation mode when you're doing this diet. So it is Mm -hmm. just the juice, but you're not starving. Uh, your, Your cells are really fed. But I start, you start the day, the master cleanse. So you start it with that uh, salt. You drink, I drink four cups of salt water. I do two tablespoons and four cups of warm salt water. It's, I actually enjoy, people are like, it tastes terrible. But I'm kind of used to it. You drink it in the morning. You want to be near the bathroom for a good couple of hours. Um, I did that early before we got here. (laughs) (laughs) And basically you're, you're, you're flushing out the liver. It's great. The kidneys, gallbladder, liver, you're just flushing it. And, um. Her juice already has the cayenne pepper, the lemon, so it, oh, okay. it has that, and it it's it has that heat because that mm-hmm. heat gets the it gets the body moving, the cells moving, sure. to push things out. So it's a wonderful uh, cleanse, and it's the best. It's the best way I've ever done a master cleanse because normally I just put water and lemon and cayenne, but the raw cane mm-hmm. adds such a, a dimension and makes the body feel really good. Yeah, probably makes it a little bit easier to to go those yeah. longer. Longer times, longer distances. 100%. I'm glad we got you on day two here. <laughs> we got to day sometimes. Like, you, I've never done a 10 day. I think the most I've done is five or six, maybe. Um, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's intense. And, it, and what a, remi- a great reminder too. Yeah. That uh, big fan of fasting. I do a lot of intermediate fasting. Yes. I do intermittent. Yeah. Um, intermittent fasting. Yeah. So um, uh, that's a nice little boost for the system even if people want to start start there um yeah and, it, and then work your way up to a, you know a three-day a five-day a 10-day you know we're, I, I always say start going increments you know you don't yes wanna... you go in increments because a lot of times people go god they try to do the whole thing and they they feel like they fail and then you feel bad about it. it's no right. You're right you want to just build it slowly i've been doing fasting for years and intermittent fasting probably like 20 years i mean for years but um, you know, what, one of the things in the mindful camp and the ascension realm mm. that is fascinating with fast, with, which is amazing with fasting, um, it really calls you into your mortality because how many times you go, oh my God, I have to eat something. I'm starving to death. Right, you right, know? right. Starving to death. And yep. so again, the mindfulness of our word, starving to death. And so we wow careful about what we're saying yeah uh, because and this is a lifetime by the way that we are going to transcend the death that's part of the transmissions and we actually have those codes within us that's a that's another topic we can get into but every time as many times as i fasted i still have that cellular memory that i starved that i actually did die without food in 
a number of lifetimes that this happened to many of us. I still have that because I know I'm fine. I'm not starving to death this lifetime. I'm good. I'm not. However, on that first day where you get to that's like four o'clock and you're like, as many times as I've done it. And I just, okay, you are not. How many times? You are fine. And then when you over get over that, you realize that you're basically overriding your fear of death. Yep. And fasting to me, it, it's so spiritual because yes, it's cleaning the body, very spiritual, but you know, in that physical 3D, here's our body, we're 3D right. here. And then we're you know, making the ascension in our, we're living in these other dimensions. But that 3D body part always is calling to you a lot. You're starving. And so fasting to me is really a practice of overcoming the fear of death. And mm. Day two is great. Day three, you could have me on day five, six, because you start after day three, you start to get your euphoric. Day four or five, six, yeah. you could really go with it. Um, right. It's day one and two that are sometimes the questionable ones because you're yeah. still getting over that collective cellular memory that without food, we're starving. Right. It. We're somewhere on the plane. You know, we, did, we didn't get enough berries or whatever, and we're done. And and then some people take that further. Like there's there are actual breatharians and um, you know sun gazers that just get uh, there's there's a great movie. It, it came out like ten years ago. Uh, I think it was called And Then There Was Light. The documentary. Did you ever see that? I did not see that. Um, if you can still find it somewhere, I'll I'll look for it. I'll, I'll post a link in the yeah, maybe community the chat. Um, but uh, they did. It was really well done. They did. Uh, traveled the world and uh, found different people who were able to subject themselves to scientific scrutiny, you know, locked them in a room for uh, 10 days, checked their blood and did all this stuff. And they didn't eat or drink, you know, there was, they didn't even need to to drink any water and they were fine. And then there was other testimonials of people who said they'd been breatharians for, for, you know, uh, decades and, uh, and sometimes have a casual juice at the dinner table to, uh, you know, with friends and family, but uh, otherwise they don't, they don't partake in food or water. And uh, they were able to go over that, that, that hump, that belief system that we need food, not recommending anybody jump into that right away. Cause there have been, they also mentioned it in the documentary, there have been deaths of people attempting that. And, you know, it's, it's a process, but starting with fasting, starting with uh, being mindful of your food, yeah, I think it's it's a great start. And then as as more and more people develop the ability to not eat, to n- not drink, then then I think it'll help seed the collective belief system that we need these things. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's um, it, food is so much fun. You know, as part of our culture, it's. It's really, I mean, it's a wonderful thing what we've developed too, you know, the, the different recipes and, and yeah. way of, of presenting the, the, the million different ways of putting this on the table and, and what it does to our families and, and how we revolve around it is super fun. It's very human and it's very 3D because we're here, we're living a 3D experience, you know, we're right. bringing all of that information in before we bring it back and all of that is wonderful. But it's also interesting because like you're saying, we're really walking in the two worlds because as we ascend, you will know, and I'm sure you've all noticed for me, it's like, remember we, there was a time when you had 
breakfast and you were actually hungry in between breakfast and lunch, you needed a snack. That's and then true. there was lunch and dinner and you're actually hungry. Remember that? Remember those days, everybody? Yeah, yeah, like, I remember those days. I can't wait for dinner. I'm starving to death. You know what right, I mean? right, right. Dinner. And then you're like, and you might have even had a snack before you went to bed. I mean, that doesn't happen anymore. We're good if we have like, like a protein shake, right? And yeah. then another meal. We're actually good. Like, notice that whole shift. I mean, that I, I'm, really I'm good with my coffee till like two in the afternoon. <laughs> exactly. So we get off our couch. No, right. And mostly, I'm sure all of us, it's like, wait a minute. Those, that's, that's also where, you know, the weeks were, you know, seven days. Right, right. And so our days were different as well. But, but you see, that's, it's a, all a whole consortium where time and everything is, and where there's less time to eat, our light bodies are becoming more light. We're actually on this whole different and everything's changing. So guess what? Our food has to change. So yeah. we're eating, we're being more mindful. There's more fasting. People are going, oh, what's this intermittent? You know, so everybody is coming into it, whether we're realizing it or not, or trying to fast. You just can't get in the amount of food that we used to do. And it, it, we really did. We had snacks in between meals and we needed them. Like we yeah. needed them. So that's, it's fascinating where we're going with this. I think it's just naturally ascending. I spent six months sun gazing and that super helped the, the eating the sun. It was, mm. it was, I was really on it. I actually started something I'm going to be continuing called Helion Life. And Helion Life. What's that? Yeah, Helion, the sun, the Helios. Oh, so oh okay. About, right. It's about the, um, about sun gazing and how incredible mm -hmm. because it's true. It um, reminded me of Helion life where you really get your nutrients from the sun. And that's another distortion. And it's also part of our sentient process where we're re-remembering ourselves. Why were we sun worshipers? Why were we sun gazers? Because we knew we got all of our vitamins, our nutrients, and our information, our channeling, our crowns were lighter and we could bring in that information. We're also in that information now where the time we are actual eternal beings and we do have the choice again, upcoming as we did a long, long ago of staying in this same body for hundreds, if not thousands of years, or when we decided we wanted to step out. And that all has to do with what you're, you're physically taking in from the sun through any nutrients. We knew how to do that, and we're going back to that. So I believe that. Yeah, yeah. Know, one of the the great things, of of, one of the great things that COVID, I think, taught. I know it taught me, and I was into nutrition and, and vitamins and everything. But I, it really taught, I think, the collective is how important vitamin D is, and how vitamin D is not just necessarily a vitamin, but it's also it controls so many different hormones and and having imbalances in that, which many many people have. Um, uh, definitely, you know, make sure you're, you're checking your vitamin D and, and how COVID affected so many people with low vitamin D levels. And, uh, and the, there was this, like, never this talk around vitamin D until COVID hit. And we're really understanding, wow, this vitamin D getting this, you know, nutrients from the sun, how, um, how important having high levels of vitamin D is for supporting our immune systems. So supporting uh, just so many things. So um, basically was, their dastardly plan has back. Yeah. I mean, it's waking people up. 
Right. People Brought are awareness. Like, wait, uh-huh. what do I, do? I need to get yeah. some vitamin D. And then right. what you doing? Brought yeah. awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it brought it definitely brought an awareness. I remember in the very beginning, they were like, um, you know, s- spray everything down and you need to disinfect things and you could get so contagious. And then we find out, you know, a few few weeks or months later, it's like, no, just go out in the sun for like 30 seconds and it it, it kills everything. You know, any any of those uh, uh, corona particulates are, are gone um, out, out in the sun. So that's another testament of how powerful this this light, this sun energy is. Um, I mean, it's it's the life force of our world. Come on. And we're told, you know, the sun is is bad. It's evil. You know, go. <laughs> don't, don't go out there. I can hear the thoughts, too, of 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 your people who are there also who are, are thinking the same thing, going, yeah, yeah, the fear that they put into us, sunscreen, sunglasses, right? you know, actually yeah. doing that, you need to get the sunlight into your eyes. It actually activates your whole mm-hmm. cellular makeup. Putting the sunglasses, yes, there are times now when the sun is stronger, for sure, you want to be careful. But the fear that we've been put on sunglasses, sure. you know, and people can't um, actually open their eyes normally into the light. Um, my friend, what, uh, she calls God, sunglasses God blockers. That's it. I like I that. Love, that. Were you? Are you? Did, were you? This, did you bring? Were you the one who said about uh, eating the sun? Yes, yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's yeah, for me right now. So it's crazy that it's coming up because I've it's been a it's been really like talked about in my circle of my friends. So love, yes, love. Steve, I heard you. <laughs> it must have been you that I heard. I was like, I know there's some yeah God blockers. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, when you watch the movies or do any research on on sun gazing, uh, the best time is right in at sunrise and sunset because you're not getting the harmful. Uh, you can literally look into the sun, like um, they they uh, the the harmful things that do the damage are not there. Like the last ten minutes of sunrise and sunset, it's okay to look into the sun. Now, it you don't want to look too long and you want to build it up. But one of the practices that I've learned is uh, start your first day with 10 seconds, looking into the sun for 10 seconds, and then the next day add a second, and the next day add a second, or, or a week, you can go a week. Very much like a cold exposure, like the Wim Hof method. Um, you start with a, a small amount of time, and then you build it up every day. You, you don't wanna just go and look into the sun for a minute. You know, Your eyes have to adjust, there has to be uh, an acclimation uh, but then eventually people get to five minutes staring at the sun um, at sunset at these times. Yeah. Obviously, you don't yeah. want to go when the sun's overhead beaming, you will go blind. It should never be a, a forced thing. So even when you're looking at sunset, if it's if your eyes start to water up and hurt a little bit, then shut it down, call it a day, come back the next day. And it's a muscle that needs to be activated. Yes. Thank you for saying that, too, because, yes, you don't want to go away with a, a false. It, it, yes, an hour. I would do it and when the sun rises, you can it's safe mm-hmm. to do it an hour. So if the sun rises at seven, you right. could do it till eight. Yeah, yeah. I do like seven safely, like half an hour, because then sometimes it really does get a bit much. And then mm-hmm. an hour before it sets, mm-hmm. then those are the times for sure uh that you want to do it. And you know, on my I love that I'm I'm fascinated. The God blockers is, is everything. You'll have mm-hmm. to uh make sure you contact me Should because be a t shirt. Yeah. No, it's great. You have to to get that because on my uh, Helion life, I wanted to, to, what we're doing is developing an app so that there's a community. So when people go, oh, wow, I'm sun gazing at this time. So you know uh, how many people are sun gazing and 
how oh, long? Cool. Up to five seconds, I'm up to 10 seconds, I'm up to, I kind of gamify it. So it's like a fun thing yeah. where people are getting the natural benefits of God, right? And mm-hmm. you're not blocking it. But I could see on there um, something really fun. So um, definitely reach out because I feel like there's something going on there with your, your, that community and, and all of this helium life. It's, it's what we should be doing. It's what we did. It's what we used to do. We used yeah. to send worship. <laughs> That's what we did. Well, the uh, so staying on this sort of health um, trend, you have also um, gone into some new technologies, like actual techie stuff that is helping with our health. Um, can you describe where your yeah. investigations um, have led you? And, and my investigations have led me. Very profound, all the way back to Nikola Tesla again. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we always get to, to Tesla always and to Rife. It's so beautiful. Um, yeah, it's really awesome. For, it was about the past year and a half I discovered a newer technology. I didn't discover it. I became privy to it. Uh, it's called the AO Scanner. And maybe some of you uh, know about it. But it was developed by Russian scientists years ago for their cosmonauts when they were going to you know outer space or the space station for long periods of time they were away from their families and they were depressed or feeling lonely or you know just imagine yourself out there for that long you may train for it and yet when you get there it's hard to deal with or if you're having say a heart attack and you're way out there no one can get to you so these russian scientists using tesla technology um basically took years to write down the um, and record the actual vibratory frequencies of everything in your body from your heart to an eyelash, like to your tooth, to a toenail, to your livers, to your, you know, whatever, and developed a device that could scan you from a distance. So it's like, like Star Trek, literally. And it is like, it, it just, just scans you every single thing in your body mm-hmm. and reads where you are, what frequency. So say if your heart was at 528, it's supposed to be there and say it's, I'm kind of making this up even though, and uh, it came up as 220. Mm-hmm. The device after it scans you has the ability to then optimize your frequency to bring your heart back up to mm-hmm. 528 or whatever is off, you know, your gallbladder and eye, whatever it is, your ear. I mean, this device is so to the nitty gritty, you can actually see it read a picture of a chromosome where your DNA will actually come up on this device. Like the device is like this big, <laughs> like that big, or this is my phone, but, oh, wait, I have my, I have it wrapped in a sock, a little hand to protect it. But this is the, the phone size device. Okay. And this literally is an iPad. So what happened was the, the original technology, of course, was very big, mm-hmm. uh, very expensive over the years of certain, um, alternative, like real alternative, traditional mm-hmm. medicine doctors, chiropractors, Chinese medicine doctors mm-hmm. uh, would get these devices and use them um, uh, to heal their people on all levels. So uh, there's a really interesting uh, man. I met him just recently, um, Lawrence Swanson, who is a CEO of a company called Energy, who is making big theta chambers, which are very similar to med beds. He's not calling them that, but they're regenerating bone and doing all kinds of amazing things. Like, um, uh, it's just incredible. I was in one 
Um, but he decided that at the beginning of the um, COVID pandemic, that um, we should have this device in our hands available so that we have control of our own health. Mm -hmm. So they downsized this technology from and very expensive. You can imagine this like astronaut technology into something this size. And so he put it in the hands of all those people who couldn't, you know, see their patients uh, in mm -hmm. person because you know, everybody's quarantined and doing all this stuff. Being made to look inside and not look at the sun, stay inside, not look at the sun. Right, so, right. Um, it's incredible because now these people would have access to um, people, clients, patients, not just one-on-one, -on -one, but they could do people at a distance. So you're here mm -hmm. and you can work with somebody in Australia or in Hawaii or wherever you can be up close and personal. So it, it, the ease of it is incredible. You just put mm -hmm. in your height, weight, you know, your astrology, date of birth, the picture. Um, so it's reading your auric field. You do a voice sample and you just, boom, you get in, it reads your vitals, it upgrades you. And then the, these audio files, which are incredible, uh, are healing your emotional body. So it's really speaking to soul traumas and soul pieces and subconscious, all that subconscious stuff that's in your field here, that's healing this here, hopefully before it you know, drops into your body. So as we know, there's nothing that, there's no dis-ease that happens in your physical body before it first happens in the emotional body. Right, right. And that connects to, you know, our shamanic teachings and, uh, yeah. you know, practitioners, uh, the ayahuasca and, you know, taking sort of the Chinese medicine to the next level of like, it's everything comes from emotion. I feel like the, the shamans and the ayahuasca and the, you know, the medicine people had that sort of emote, they were able to like go direct emotion to physical traumas. And then the Chinese methodologies are more, let's, let's look at, you know, the, the inner organs and the, you know, the spleen and the, the, the blood and see where things are off because they could be causing, you know, so if you have heart issues, then maybe, you know, you've got infection in your foot or, you know, maybe something's yes. up there. So, so there's exactly. a more, they, they take a more holistic, let's look at the whole body. And then Western medicine is like, Oh, you got heart issues. You just take this pill and do, that'll fix the heart. And it's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. There's a whole like lineage of problems and traumas that we need to look at. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's like the, what are the, you know, the knee bones connected to the. Right. You know, everything. It, it, it's all connected. It tells a story. It tells a complete story of where it started way back here in another lifetime. And when I am doing past life, many, many times the issue that you're having in the physical body right now, you can't breathe. You can't speak properly. How many yeah. times have I had it where you were beheaded, you were cut in the throat, like right. you went out that way, you held that trauma, right. you came right. into this lifetime, you still have that trauma. And so when you fix it out there, it literally also adjusts itself in the physical body. It's, it's profound each and every time we see it. So this technology, I love it because for me, it's kind of like a, it's, it's almost like my hack it's like a, it fast tracks you. And many yeah. times when I'm doing past life regression, I'll actually put on a whole playlist that helps to um, make you feel more grounded and more rooted in home. So you don't feel scared when you're out there or you have increased uh, memory uh, because there's a whole um, mental 
a whole bunch of mental uh, um, frequencies. And I put together a playlist that has increased intelligence, impeccable memory, you know, mm-hmm. all of that. So it, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, just to sort of share my understanding of, of how these frequencies work is um, I'm very familiar with, with right frequencies. I bought one of David Zareda's, uh, uh one of his early prototypes. This is a modified flashlight um, machine that uh, I play. Uh, I love how well, you pulled it out from behind your alien. Well, it just looked like yeah, yeah. you got out of this spaceship. Right out of the spaceship. Um, so he used a flashlight housing, but it has it's wrapped in coils and it's got this wire and I hooked up to it thing. So I I started investigating rife frequencies through knowing David and um and he was educating me um, you know, years ago on this. And I, I, this is my, this is my, I sort of, you know, big into supplements and health and stuff, but, uh, this has saved my life so many times where I, even this time, uh, but I think really Phoenix's machine did the, did the bulk of the heavy lifting instead of this guy this time. But, um, anybody on the call who's interested in stuff, definitely recommend looking up, you know, William Rife and the Rife frequencies and understanding that, uh, there is, a frequency and and the, the early work, you know, that with Rife, you know, probably before the Russians even they they probably piggybacked on his work. Yeah, but oh, absolutely. He, yeah, they, mm-hmm. he did a ton of research to find out the vibratory frequency of different, um, you know, not just the inner organs, but like even some of these um, the actual illnesses themselves and what those frequencies are. And then what other frequencies counteract those things? So there's, you know, different cancers, different ailments. The problem is there's so many, and it does take a bit of time to research all of this information. Um, when COVID first hit, we did a, a retreat in Hawaii. Uh, Charmaine was there and we, I got back, I got sick just coming back from the retreat. I thought it was COVID. I, I don't think it was at the end of the day, but I, I could not heal it, could not heal it, could not heal it. And it was a sore throat. I had strep. And, uh, nothing seemed to work. And then I finally found the right frequency. I had to go through it and I played it on my, on this guy and boom, you play this for 10 seconds. And it was immediately like, it's, it's, it's an instantaneous type of, uh, sensation with these frequencies. You don't need it and you don't need them that long, but, uh, they really, when you experience it, they really work. And, um, I think it's just. Showing you some of the cool things on here that this has a also a yeah a fractal imprinters you can imprint all all kinds of things um, and what you said it, that rife that what you have right there is mm-hmm. brilliant rife is brilliant and there is actually in this are all the rife frequencies actually in this as well right awesome which is, yeah it, it's it's and, it's a, and so so just to sort of let the audience know that when um, uh, you know, Phoenix was talking about playing, you know, the, the playlist, what that is, are these are actual frequencies based on, you know, the, the machine, this is my understanding of the machine. I'm just still learning about this, but sort of, you know, putting it in my language is, uh, the machine finds the imbalances works with it's, it's already has the, the library of right frequencies in it and other, you know, frequencies that I'm sure have been programmed in it. So it cuts out a lot of the work that here I am with my machine and I'm like 
looking online with the right frequencies. Out, right. And then I'm like, and then I have to ask my mom, can you muscle test? She's, 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 um, uh, knows kinesiology and muscle testing. So I'm like, t- I, I throw at her, you know, 20 frequencies. I'm like, muscle test these for me, see which ones, uh, uh, are, are the right ones. And then she'll narrow it down to like three. And then I have to go through my playlist to play the three and, you know, 10 seconds. To, anyways, you, your thing, your machine cuts all that work down plus gives you a, a, a nice, um, you know, playlist, like you said, a mixed bag of frequencies that are going to, it seems to know so what you, what you need. It, 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 there's two parts of it, which are really nice. It, it, it absolutely. So when it gives you your readout and it's mm-hmm. fascinating, you can like everything from parasites to like the whole thing. Now this is aside from the, uh, the audio files, the, the, what is called the inner voice. So just mm-hmm. shredding the vitals, it gives you a readout. It then upgrades you. Actually see everything to upgrade it. And many times you've got like all these reds here and they upgrade to the, the yeah, yeah, sure you're in good colors. Yeah. And, but there are places where things haven't upgraded and where the places aren't upgraded, you then go back in and then give you a complete list of, I mean, we're talking thousands of frequencies to pick from. And you mm-hmm. can still, if you want to, muscle test, which is great because you can right. get the confirmation before yep. you create a playlist um, to then send yourself other frequencies or family or friend, whoever. Also, animals, cats, dogs, mm-hmm. horses. It's huge in the with veterinarians and in the equestrian uh, community because it's so accurate. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a great diagnostic. And then it's also a you know healing tool. We're going to just use that word in our private because you know how it is. This can never heal you. You know how that goes. Right, so right, right. It's so incredible. We can, and it's so accurate because on you, can we speak about like, Yeah, yeah, it, so absolutely. I did the whole read on Ruben and we're looking and he he was very good. Your chart was looked actually excellent. You had not much that was going on in red, but the thing that did that showed up and he said to me before, he's like, I have this bacterial infection in my lungs. And don't you know, under bacteria, there's a section under bacteria, words that you don't even know, but in right. it's amazing because you can Long. actually press on something in a whole definition so you don't have to go That's outside right. of this and look. And we're reading on what this bacteria is. What is this? We're going to go on. And then right at the end of the paragraph, it says respiratory bacteria. I was like, boom, there it is. Yeah. And, and, and also it picked out, uh, so... Some of the other, my liver stuff, which uh, every time I go to a Chinese doctor, they're always like, uh, yeah, you need, you need some liver. You know, they're like, do you drink? And I'm like, oh, and they're like, good, because you probably wouldn't be on the earth much longer if you did. Cause so some hereditary stuff through the liver and, um, and you know, all the Chinese doctors, you know, stick out your tongue and take your pulse. And they always diagnose me with that as well. And that also showed up on the machine, which I did not mention to you at all, or, you know, yeah. so there's, uh, and there's other little things that I'm like, oh yeah, that's, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This is really crazy. No, how, so, how does it know? So crazily accurate. Either uh, people are very offended because it puts into question all the years of study that they've done, but all of a right. sudden in one button you can see, or they're like, wow, you know what? Um, so what we did was, or what I did was I went in and created, because it didn't, uh, that one thing didn't upgrade because it's really resistant because it's really in, in his yeah, body yeah. a while. So we was go in and create a playlist and I did a breathe, there's a breathe free, these are just titles, lung, uh, um, 
blood plasma cleansing. Like I did a whole playlist and then I sent it to him and you were like the next day you said you hadn't felt, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, and continuously since that, since that time, yeah, I've I've felt phenomenally better. Like I, I almost feel back to my normal self, uh, with just a little bit of congestion in the mornings and at night, you know, when, when my, when I'm tired. So, um, I'll hit you with another one. I, (laughs) um, because it's so easy to do, but, um, this to me is not just, I mean, the technology, this is very shamanic to me in nature because Mm -hmm. These are actually the nature codes that mm-hmm. everything is, is being created with sound, right? First there was sound and then there was light. Right. Yep. So everything is created with sound. All they're doing is going, okay, this is the actual written down 3D number quantita- you know, quantified yep. from, from nature. So it's all nature. It's, it's just, you know, we're learning to use this in, in, you know, in a different way. And we'll say learning, this is not new. It's just right. that we are upgrading uh, what we're, what we need to do during these times, actually. So, and I will say I've worked with people. And again, this is just in our community because they have frequencies for all of, you know what, on here. I'm just yep, going to yep. say it right in there. And yeah. people have come, God, I have this thing, you know, and it, like a day and a half, two days, they're done. And I work right. with, with long-term no taste yeah, the, the no. long haulers. Yeah. Yeah. There's we, no smell. My people are like, they've had it for how many months? They right. get on this in like a couple days, day, and then a week. Tell me they can smell. I just worked on someone in Hawaii and she's like, I can smell a plumeria. And I haven't been able to smell anything for, you know, two months. I, I've got somebody for you up here in Big Bear that I've got to get on, on that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do a little experiment there. But uh, so that, how do people, because there's a couple people asking, you know, how do they, can they just reach out to you later to get yeah, just, yes, on this? just absolutely reach out to me for sure. Okay. I, I love talking about the tech and sharing it and having people absolutely please, please reach out to me for sure. Um, yeah, I like I said, I went to they're based in Utah. I went to the company last year mm-hmm. and I wanted to just meet the scientists and the researchers behind it because I'm total geek. <laughs> yeah. And I got to the headquarters and i didn't realize that it was just that i i just thought that they had this device but no right. it turned out they, i mean i was in i'll just send you the picture that the theta chamber you'll have to you could share it with the audience it's a little little video um and i'm actually in it and it was spinning around um uh, you when you get it you you don't feel it spinning you just feel it just starting and then all of a sudden you're like floating and i'll just tell you my experience briefly he put me on a, a mind program and uh i think i forget consciousness something of course i would pick that and uh all of these lights were flashing like colors uh, just uh, 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 like lasers like it's hard for me to to get it out because it's hard Mm -hmm. to explain and then everything kind of went quiet and i'm on this horizon and i see clouds and you really feel like you just you're just floating into heaven i'm like what's going on and all then these lights start flashing and then the session's over. I get out. Don't want to get out, but I get out. And he said, so what was your experience? And I said, well, and I told him what I just said here. And then I was kind of, I just had to say it. I said, you know, it was so beautiful and calming, but the only thing is like the light activity, like you guys were pumping in so much, so much light in it. It just is almost a little bit jarring. And he's looking at me this like, 
He said, really all this light? Tell me more. And pumping in. And he said, we didn't pump any lights in. I was like, right. he goes, we didn't pump anything. And he goes, we don't do that. We don't do that. Remember you had yeah. glasses, there were no lights. And I'm just, fit. he's like, that was your pineal gland. You were on an actual journey. And I was like, okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these are the these are the fun things we get to look forward to as we as the old paradigm breaks with it's you know this is the science says this now there are a lot of scams out there too so everybody please be careful um, you know there's the op- there's people taking advantage and there's opportunities for you know this whole med bed talk thing through the community um, Phoenix and I we you know we've had this conversation yeah. from my research uh, they don't exist yet they exist on a spaceship somewhere. They're not here yet in the form that some people are talking about them. So we need to be careful about, uh, you know, snake oil folks. But don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because there's a lot of amazing new technologies that are leading in the direction to full medbed type stuff that, you know, maybe 20 years, maybe 10 years, who knows, uh, will be in that, you know, full thing. But to, to the the story about the med beds is always to me felt a little too um savior complex ish you know everybody's like oh well i've you know if if somebody's suffering right now they're just i've heard this from many many people reach out to me like uh they've got all these you know health issues or whatever and like oh but you know in a couple months the med beds will be released and then i'll just go sit in it and they'll get healed and right. it's like no that's not how this works i know you, right you got to keep casting. You got to keep gotta, doing stuff. Right. It's it's like you have to do the work. Like right. it's not, yep. it's this magical machine is going to heal you. Even the machine you, you, you show this, it shows you where you need to, you know, do the work, but you still need to, you know, do the frequencies and, uh, and do the holistic, the holistic approach of, of going in and, and doing uh, everything that you can possibly do from the food to the breathing to, yeah. the, you know, uh, the sun gazing, uh, you know, we need uh, all of it, not just the magic pill, like, because the whole idea of just the med bed thing, to me, it's the same, it's the exact same thing as, oh, I just, uh, just do the thing and then I'm, I'm good, you know, and right. we know that doesn't work right now. Yeah. We have empirical evidence that, um, empirical. yeah, empirical, empirical, empirical. I yeah. was, I yeah. was saying what you were saying, empirical evidence that, 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 that this doesn't work at all. Uh, in fact, you're, you know, and is you probably need to go through Phoenix's machine if you've done that uh, procedure um, to yeah. help c- clean out some of the stuff that's that's there. But um, uh, it's yeah, we're I mean, but we're, this is it. This is the time that we're able to now, like, okay, we can finally put a rest to all the the naysayers in uh, in these you know emerging technologies that are looking at ancient technologies and incorporating them with the current new technologies. Cause the, you know, these amazing devices we were having this conversation with and, you know, doing these things, these are, you know, these are not the devil, even, you know, we don't need to throw this baby out with the bathwater. We don't put all our eggs in this basket. We don't put all our eggs in the other basket. And we, we combine and we, um, we, we evolve and we, you know, let's, let's use all the tools at our disposal. And so. you know, Speaking of that, yeah, it's not the doubt. The, the, what fascinating thing about the this device phone, you can just literally toss it in your bag and you have like every healing thing in here. It's crazy. But it's actually a non-trackable, non-traceable actual phone if you want to use it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, 
Like the no. clear phone kind of thing? Yeah, I did not know that uh, for probably about eight months until I oh. showed, you know, that it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, crazy. So, Amazing. so yeah, that's, I think that's our next, uh, the next lessons we have to learn is the, you know, the frequencies that are coming off of these devices. This is why I have mine in my, you know, my Faraday oh. cage with my other technologies. I need they, that, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll, I'll send you guys links yeah. to the these products. I was so gifted to learn about frequencies from David Zareda, uh early on, and I have my, you know, he got me to get one of the tri field meters. So I'm like always like checking, you know, yeah. how's my device? How much? Okay, is it? Oh yeah, that's that's pumping quite a bit. All right, let's get a cage on that. Let's get these. Even my earbuds have uh, shielding on them. You so, do? Okay, I was going to say because those earbuds, so you have shielding on those. Yeah, it it have- doesn't cut it out 100%, but it definitely knocks it down big time. So all of our devices, guys, we need to be aware that the future devices will be on us uh, on a frequency that's in more harmonics of what the human body is. So we don't have to worry about this stuff. But for now, because Apple is not a conscious company when it comes to um, taking care of the health of people, and especially of late, you know, the older iPhones actually were much better shielded. These, the new ones, yeah. uh, obviously the 5G and everything else, but we need our devices, you know, I need my devices. I know we're trying to work away from that, but we've had the societal thing. And until the technology can catch up with the holistic, when we're developing technologies that work with the human uh, frequencies that are more in alignment, we need, you know, I, I suggest yeah. everybody get shielding or um or, you know neutralizers grounding mats i'm a big fan of, yeah. of all that yeah. so yeah i so. have a little guy in the back of mine but mm-hmm. i i think i need it for some reason i feel like it's not working as well i you know there's just something i wanted to that i found out if if people don't know that even though i didn't want to get my phone upgraded for a long time because it's like the 5g phone kind yeah, of thing yeah. but um i had to I had to because my phone was shot. And yeah. but I learned that just because they say it's a 5G phone, you don't need to have the 5G coming into your phone. You can actually program it where it says for LTE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah. a place that says, Do you know that? Where it's 5G. Yeah, you, or, okay. yeah you can, you just can so, sort of set it on there. Uh, yeah. So it and, means you're communicating with those towers. Yeah. And, and, and I've, I've noticed too. Um, with the 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 meter that uh the the this idea the the 5g thing uh, you know it's not tr- a lot of it's not true 5g though in the sense that yeah real 5g is pretty you know rough on the on the body um and, and energy sensitive people just can't you, can, you know we were driving down the canyon when we were doing your interview and i remember steve was like his teeth were hurting they were putting in all the 5g i was uh, literally gonna say that I heard you say towers. that. Yeah. So, um, but a lot of uh, the so-called 5G in these networks is not that bad. It's, it's not as bad as some of, there's some, you know, some of the 5G haters are like, it's going to kill us all. It's going to be rough. And if we take these precautions where we can, uh, you know, we adapt, the human body's very adaptable. So pay attention if you are energy sensitive and have these things, then, you know, Definitely, you know, there are alternatives. Don't don't go there. But at the same time, we don't need to be in fear that 
you know, the 5G frequencies are going to kill us because there are workarounds. You know, we're going to, uh, uh, we don't need to, um, I think, uh, again, throw the baby out of the bathwater. There's a nice balance somewhere in there. Well, EMF, you know, EMF um, shows up in here, whether you have EMF frequency and there's a right. whole protection, energetic protection, energetic shield, and also a, a detox on that as well. So, you know, you go in a couple times a week, check it out, detox, yeah. detox from all, this, all the things are in there. <laughs> the detox. Yeah, we're, I think that's a big part of our uh, us moving forward in this new earth is identifying the the um, toxins on, on the planet and the things that have uh, caused hum humanity uh, harm uh, in the planet. And then, you know, fixing those. And then, you know, work and adapting and, and having new technologies that adapt to, like I was saying, adapt to the holistic way. It's not that all frequencies are bad. It's just finding the right frequencies that uh, work with the human body and with the earth, as opposed to the, the ones that are uh, working against. So we'll get there, as I think that's a big part of our moving forward into this new reality. And um, uh, I, I just realized we've been having this awesome conversation for so long. And I just wanted to now open it up for folks to start question, asking questions. I know there's so many things, you know, there's hypnotherapist, so you're, you're, you're a uh, billboard top 10 singer, you know, you, there's so many other um, uh, things we can go. Working go on new into. music. You're um, working on some new music. Music is coming. So I, for those of, who don't know, I have had a billboard hit, uh, a top 10 billboard hit as an independent artist in 2008, uh, quite unexpected. And yet I channeled it in. <laughs> there you go. You know, just going to say, uh, but it was, it was amazing. Uh, you know, radio play the whole thing actually before uh, 2008. I mean, everybody remembers like 2008, uh, everything crashed and mm -hmm. a lot of radio went dark. And many that were the urban AC uh, stations um, that were playing my music. It was about six months in after I had the hit. It, they all kind of went dark. Many disappeared and it, uh, started changing. And, and so I stepped out and I just really continued on my, my uh, studies in hypnotherapy and past life regression and, and, you know, helping people learning the shamanic ways and, and, meditation and all, all all of that but recently i'm decided i'm going to step back in music uh and bring that in because i just hadn't i i do a lot of i have a lot of light language channelings and in that the video that we did mm -hmm. i got a chance it was wonderful because i was um it basically was uh inspired after my first lyran uh visitation mm -hmm. uh, and that was huge. It was really profound. And what I had been told, the history, and I had been shown the Earth's history through the Orion Wars. I was actually, they, they, the Lions decided to show that to me. It was, it was very upsetting. Wow. Yeah. And they're like, yep, yeah, that's okay. Get over it. Move on. You got to take those pieces. And mm -hmm. Lions don't mess around. And they were very strong. And so after I had that visitation, uh, it was not so long after, I think, after I had met you. It was after I had uh, the yeah. first with the skull with Bill. Right. 
And, and that's when we decided we're like, hey, can we talk to the Lyrans? And and we yes. we uh, we brought that's in it. Lord Devane. Yeah, yeah. I I have to listen to that again. I know that was I haven't listened to it in a while, but that the music was inspired by what the, the Lyrans had showed me during. And uh, I think, but what was that line where where he said, "Do you want to know um, a story?" Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you want to know the story? Are you ready to see the story? And it's basically the story of, of humanity and how we're to heal mm. ourselves, how we're to, again, get, get in touch with our actual. And, and that's tied into the skull as well. I feel, you know, a big part of the journey with the skull is sort of finding this, this story, finding this, this uh, history. Yeah. Uh, can you go into that a little bit? Like, what, what is the Lyran? Uh, you know, I know it's it's vast and huge, but yeah, what what is that connection? So the Lyran connection to me, the Lyrans are are the Lyran Ly, Lyra from the mm-hmm. Lyra, and they are the lion headed. Mm-hmm. You, know, you see Sekhmet. I don't have Sek my Sekhmet near. When you see Sekhmet, you mm-hmm. see the, the lion heads and the man bodies, and you see them in Egyptian art. Um, mm-hmm. This is. The, they're reverent of them because they're one of our the original cedars of our planet of humanity. Also, the Pleiadians of the Octurians, they are like the father, uh, all father slash mother, mm-hmm. the engineers of of our of many of our planets, and they're mm-hmm. benevolent. So so benevolent. There are as many of us in in uh, civilizations who have come along and have made decisions that maybe they haven't liked or haven't been so proud of later after they made decisions that maybe have caused uh, catastrophes or, you know, in hindsight, but always learning. And mm-hmm. uh, I know there are some definite, they showed, they should, they did show me some of those injuries and um, my connection actually to them um, in seeding these civilizations and it is very definitely connected right into the skull and to the skulls because the skulls carry the history of what happened, like everything. They are carrying the Akashic record. They are consciousness themselves. They're not just some static uh, quartz crystals, mm-hmm. but as also they are in the shape of the the head, the human head. And I think we we talked about this, that what I what I was shown was that the skull was not just being reverent to what we look like, you know, all of us, that we have the skull and that the skulls are imitating necessarily what we look like and mm-hmm. having the homage, if you will, to humanity. Right, right. The skull was actually the original prototype before we actually came into this form. Right. As meeting, the, there's a galactic meeting as to whether humanity was even going to step into a body at all. Because prior, you know, in the, the root races, and I remember mm-hmm. when we first talked about this, and I'll never forget it in Sage, it just channeled in. I was like, wow, because we were these consciousness plasmic beings. You know, during uh, Lumeria, there were times in Lumeria where we didn't have bodies. I mean, that long, abrupt of um, a civilization that we were, you know, moving in this plasmic form. 
Mm. And then, then we stepped into bodies, but there was actually a decision, a council decision as to what those bodies were to look like. And the skulls played a, a role in that, the development of the skull of the skulls played a role in what we eventually would look like. Mm. And so that was the, the fascinating part um, that, that I, that I saw, but I, I, there was a great sadness um, when I had that, that original visitation. And when I saw the Orion Wars, because the Lyrans lost their home, basically, they were now in spaceships. They are, are not in their home right now. Mm. Uh, it was a big takeover which we are privy to right now today, right now are living in the remnant of that takeover. And what we're doing right here, right now at this time is writing all of that, making right what I'm going to say, what we are all responsible for. This is not just what they're doing to us. So what happened, all of those, and we can't even count them. We could just consciously put ourselves in that other dimensional realm and just breathe ourselves and go where they are now without the usage of time because it, it can't be done. Mm-hmm. That our allowance of these beings to co-opt us, just mm-hmm. very similar to right now, when we allow a being, a company, whatever it is from food, those companies to pharmaceuticals to stand in between us and we decide to go, that's not a bad idea. Let me take that takes us out of our original connection with source consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that's what causes all the distortions. So we were doing that. Then we allowed something to come in between. And that's mm-hmm. what has caused all of our distortions. So even if you personally haven't made that decision and say your cousin did either then or now or all of the different iterations of lives in between, if we mm-hmm. can speak about time in that way, we're still doing it because we're all part of each other. We're not separate. So right. if somebody does something, you're doing it as well. So what we're doing is we cannot, and what I was shown as well is that this notion of, and I talk about this a lot, of cutting cords, like they're doing it, I've got to cut myself off from that. Right, right. Well, it's an impossibility. We can't because we're all in a quantum entanglement. So yeah. there's no cutting off because cutting off from them would be cutting off from yourself. You can't do it. Right. The only thing that we can do is rise, raise our frequency, our vibration. Mm-hmm. So as we raise that vibration, then they raise our vibration. So we're raising together and that's what we can do. We can't cut. We have to change our behavior. Mm-hmm. And so enough of us are doing that and going, we're not going to give ourselves up anymore to anything other than ourselves. Like we have mm-hmm. the spark, the God code is inside us it's right here so that's our job right now raising the Mm -hmm. frequency so everybody else can take it off finally and see and open the eyes and go oh wow okay and you become the way shower you become the one and so that sadness that i saw that lord devane when we had our channeling and also we talked about remember the divine masculine and feminine Mm -hmm. and the feminine getting back to the earth when getting yeah. back to the earth again is getting back to the natural code the the original coding before the inversions before the co-opting mm-hmm. and basically the god takeover and this 
for me, it was never religious when I say that, you know, it's all spiritual and, and uh, in mm-hmm. nature, the God code, which is just our, our life force. This is what's in the everything. God blockers. I love it. That's it. Oh, the buckle up, Sparkle. The God blockers. I love that. I love that. I saw, yeah. I saw a hand up, but maybe did it come back? Oh, Mark, you've got your hand up. Go ahead and uh, you okay to g- grab a question for Mark? 100. I love it. I love questions. All right. Sweet. Hop in there. Hello, Phoenix. Um, there he is. Hi. And, Hello, uh, welcome. Oh, I'm great. And, uh, and of course, Ruben. Um, I, you know, from the teachings that I've been following and the experiences that I've been having and stuff is all about, you know, kind of moving more towards you know, the light body moving towards remembering and embodying ourselves as source um, or God. And so I tend towards keep it simple. Um, so I've been working more towards, you know, trying to eliminate things, you know, and like, uh, and like avoiding supplements and things like that, um, except for, you know, what I see that I may have an, a definite issue around um, or a, an absolute, you know, need. And in my understanding too, is that, uh, as, as we do that, that, that we will be the technology that we won't need any technologies. Um, and, and, or that some of the technologies that may be coming out are things like the skull, um, you know, more crystalline technologies and stuff like that. So my question is, I wonder if some of the stuff that's that you guys are talking about, if these are maybe not necessarily like for the way showers who are the people who are really worried about or really working on becoming godlike right now, um, and more for the general masses who have no knowledge of 5D right now. And and maybe it's like to help, you know, as as the planet starts to transition, helping the entire planet to transition. Um, anyway, I was curious what you think about that. Yeah. You know, um, I, I'm, I love what you are saying right there. Um, and you're speaking t- to a big part of me that feels that this, this kind of thing. And when you don't plug into what you're plugging can be a crutch, um, that we don't need, uh, because we don't actually, we actually do not need it. Um. Uh, but exactly what you said, there is a quadrant that hasn't, that is not, you know, in the practices and who are not as studied up and who, to me, it's almost like they need, like, I call it my, my hack, like my, my healing hack, if you will. Because, permission slips. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you because I'm, sometimes I would, you know, I used to come into this, I would kind of go, man, you know what, it's just, I'm going to look at this like. 30 years from now, I'm going to go, yeah, you never needed that, you know, like that kind of thing. It's like, you don't, because, because we have it all inside us and we can do it, but there's so much interference. Um, and we're not in the Faraday cage yet, you know, you know, if we could be, but you know what I mean? That I'm finding that when, so, so I, how I came into the technology, a girlfriend of mine in Austin had it and she knows I'm pretty like, I'm all nature. I'm like all mother nature. I'm like, even though I love the technology, because the Tesla is all science. It is all nature. It's just now when you put it into like a, a, a hard thing, it feels like, okay, well, it's a piece of tech as opposed to, you know, it's, it's in a plant and it's a thing. Although interesting, all the homeopathic and the Bach flower 
uh, essences are in here and you can actually hear the vibration of them. It's fantastic. So it's very much nature meets tech. AO is alpha omega. So it's masculine, feminine joins together. Um, it's very spiritual, but at the same time, feeling you on that tech thing. So I had some issue kind of happening and I never have back issues, but it was weird during COVID something, not going to the gym enough, whatever it was. And my girlfriend said, get on this thing. I finally did. I felt it. She was in Austin. I'm here in LA and I felt something. And you have to know, I do distant uh, healing, shamanic healings and people go, did you have your hands on my head? Cause I, I felt all of that. And indeed I did. I do the thing in my hands, you know, that that's what's happening. So I know what the energy feels like and other people know from me. So I felt it from this device. And then halfway through the day, it took me half of the day to realize that the issue that had been with me for about six months, I didn't have it. And I called her up and I was like, what the? She goes, yeah, your back came up. I just did back program. I was like, what? I just like, let me just go and get this thing. <laughs> just, and I, I've been having so much fun with it. Because it is, it is more the, the like the but it's the masculine, the feminine. It, it's coming together. So yes, all to that, one hundred percent. Get what you're saying and agree. And soon, it's like these are. This is kind of like this is our. It is. It's our crutch, and it's where we are to get to our next thing. But I feel yeah. like it tells us. It's a bridge. Yeah, it's a bridge. So yeah. So yes, yes, and yes to all of it. Yeah. I I think you know all of this stuff. So we have. And, and again, this is the evolution. This is the synergy. I mean, like in my garden, I've got hydroponics. Is it natural soil? Is it have the, 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 the nutrients that, you know, I'm putting the nutrients in the water so the plants can get the thing, but I can grow exponentially really fast. Do they have as much nutrients as the, as the soil uh, cucumbers? Probably not, but the yields I'm getting and they're still, I'm still able to add quite a bit into the, um, a mixture so they're getting almost as much nutrients uh and the yields i'm getting i'm able to give you know extras to my neighbors and stuff so all of these technologies yet yeah, they're not quite you know we are manipulating nature and not manipulating i think that's the wrong word we are guiding nature um to uh you know in certain ways and working with her to um to get a uh a uh a result, right? I, I, I don't want to say an expectation because again, we're, we don't know what we're going to get, but we're working together and okay, I'm going to put the nutrients in the water and irritate them and do these different techniques and have these different ways of doing things, but I'm not going to splice the DNA and rip things out and, yeah. uh, and then, you know, kill it with uh, chemicals and to, to destroy all the other bugs. I'm going to, no, I'm going to make the immune system stronger by making a compost tea with probiotics that go into the leaves. So it's still, I'm still doing something that nature wouldn't necessarily have done exactly the way I did, but I'm using nature's uh, tools, uh, probiotics and, and healthy bacterias. And then I'm redistributing them in this way. So then the, the leaves can get the uh, nutrients and, uh, and, and uh, become stronger. So then the insects don't even touch them because they're not now they're they're not the weakest link, so the insects go after the weak, um, the the weak plants. I'm just using that as an analogy, but I think that's kind of, yeah. I think the idea behind these new emerging technologies, um, 
not to be crutches, but to, to again, work. It's a different energy that we're working with when we're um, doing things still from a holistic approach, but, and we're not splicing and dicing. We're not manipulating. Yes. We are, we are um, in a sense, hybridization, in a sense, you know, a hybrid plant, you can make, you can get hybridized watermelon without the seeds. Um, and that's not genetically modified. There are genetically modified watermelons without the seeds, but the hybridized versions still have the nutrients. They still, you know, they're not going to kill you. You're, you're not going to have, you know, irritable bowel syndrome from eating a hybridized watermelon where a GMO watermelon, you probably would, you know, there's the difference. I don't know. A few yeah. hands up. <laughs> Sorry, I just went off on a tangent. Did that? Did that, was that answer without Mark, right? Did yeah. That, yeah. Mark, you good? Just wanted okay. you to, yeah. And I just really quickly too, Mark, I've walked out of some tech things where, where they were nature driven and I'm like, we just don't need this. And then I'm like, and then this just pulled me in because it is so, there's something so beautiful and the people behind it are just so nature people. So I think also what Ruben was saying, the intention and how it's done, something about this is so different and so natural in the approach that, that I, I connected with it, but yes, I get you. Yeah. I'm not concerned about where we are and using it and stuff. We're just more curious about if, if my beliefs and what I'm seeing and, and where we're going is still true. And so, so I love the idea that it's, you know, permission slips and a bridge. Yeah. Understood. Thank you. Gail has her hand up. Hop in there, Gail. Actually, this is coming from Lyrica. Oh, okay. And the Phoenix, and um, this is very personal, but Lyrica's in a very deep, deep process right now that she um, calls her trans transition. Um, that is um, a soul chosen, a soul directed um, leaving process because she feels like she's completed her um, work and purpose here on earth and that she's being called so vigorously and vibrantly to her councils and everything in the higher cosmic worlds um, to be able to um, work from that level in the, I'll just say future, we aren't going to mm. put any time limit on it. So I'd like to hear you, she would like to hear you speak more about this. Uh, and she doesn't see it as death at all. She sees it definitely as transition, um, a dimensional shift, oh. basically. Mm. So um, I'd like to hear more about what you say about that. In a moment. With that, um, thank you for that. I'm just connecting. There is an earthly council here, uh, Lyrica, <clears throat> that is still very connected in what uh, your, you need to um, or came here to, to do. There is a council that is not uh, completely formed in the physical with other um, uh, very uh, highly and deep beings as yourself. Um, I'm seeing there's five others that are coming to you that will be in your council and you are the literally seeing as the the grand head of this 
when that is complete, because we are not yet through our process here, it's going to be a, a, a little while. Um, I'm not seeing a number, a time, not time bound, but it is for you to complete this part of the leg because without completing this part here, the next part in which you are feeling that next ascension in this other realm, which is right, it's so close, uh, will not have all of the complete pieces that it needs to proceed uh, correctly. Um, they see you in both places, walking in the two worlds. Uh, for sure. And your footprint is very big here. Uh, it needs to be even just that much bigger so that it can be translated and read properly so that when you are at your destination point, just at that moment, and there's many more destinations, you will be happy and satisfied mm -hmm. with exactly bringing that voice that you need, that, that you are bringing. Um, there's more here. Thank you, Phoenix. Thank you. But I do think the, the new human mm -hmm. destiny is that we will be able to, um, when it's time, um, not have to go through accidents and long illnesses. We will just know how to, um, transfer ourselves um, by soul and power and choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're almost there. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much. So much love to you. And Lyric, I, I'm, I can't wait to hug her. And you. It's, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Cynthia, did you want to hop in? Your question. Hi, um, wonderful to meet you. I back kind of on the health and stuff, what we were talking about before. Um, one that I wanted to ask about because I, I can't imagine that your teeth and your mouth are the only place of your body that doesn't clean and take care of itself in some semblance. Um, I've had a lot of issues with dental before my awakening. And I just kind of wanted to ask if you have any words on care for your, uh, care for your, your mouth and, and how to go about that transition into, you know, taking care of it more from that intent way rather than the traditional, you know, what we were taught to do growing up. 100. Yes. 100. Hi, pl pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Um, you know that every one of your teeth is connected to every organ in your body. So d d are you aware of that? I am now. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Now, right. Yeah. Every like your molar will be connected to your liver. Like this is connected to your heart. Like every single organ in your body, there is a meridian to your tooth. There is an amazing uh, book uh, called It's All in Your Head. Uh, 
it's all in your head. Let me very quickly uh, uh, think of the, the name of the author. But I had many mercury fillings in my teeth that were put in as a little, as a child that probably I didn't need. And I learned much about this. Uh, uh, Dr. Hal Huggins is his name. And um, learning further in the shaman, in the nature part, that if there is an issue that you're having with an organ as well, it's not just your tooth, bad tooth, bad organ. It's also, if there's an issue in your organ, it's going directly to your tooth. So that holistic is taking care of those things that are going on in your body, liver, kidney, gallbladder, detoxing, big, right? All of the ways that you can feed, again, it's back to feeding yourself the highest light, which means conscious food, food that is living, you know, food that is grown organically. Of course, you notice that the better you eat, the better your teeth are, but it's not just because of what you're chomping on, you know, like, oh, I'm eating a lot of sugar, I'm getting cavities. Yes. But it's also what you're taking into your body. It's go, there, there's a communication between everything in your body right back up to your, to your teeth. Something that you can do that is so incredible and easy, another one of my hacks, is wheat, wheatgrass powder and putting it in water, making it and putting it at like a teaspoon and swishing it in your mouth. Like, you know, there's oil pulling. You've heard of that. I find that wheatgrass pulling is amazing. And it literally can regenerate the gums and teeth. And I will say that um, confidently without going, no, you're, you know, over delivering and under, no, I've seen it happen. And I've seen people, I've, I've uh, recommended people to do it who had receding gums and teeth, uh, teeth issues. And they're literally crying because they're like, I thought I had to get a gum graft or this. And again, the wheatgrass, once again, the amount of oxygen that's in wheatgrass and the healing swish it around, do it. That is incredible. And uh, of course, if you have any mercury in your mouth, I don't know if you do, must get it out because any tooth or there's root canals, let's just talk about that. Anything that is in your jaw that is not natural, your body, it causes that autoimmune, you know, and then that it kind of repeats on itself because your body doesn't know how to identify the foreign object. And so for 24 seven, it's trying to push out what it doesn't know. And then it gets tired of working that much. And then when you have something else wrong in your body or something that needs to fight off or cold or whatever, it can't do it because it's been operating on implants, you know, whether in your tooth or let's just talk about it in your breasts. Uh, anything that's implanted, your body is trying to push out because it doesn't identify what it is. So we have to take out anything that is not natural, teeth, anything. So that your body can recognize itself again and start to recalibrate and then teeth heal all sorts of things. You know, I have a, um, also, and I'll just say too, I have a, an amazing holistic dentist I found that's a Hal Huggins protocol uh, in Tijuana called American Biodental. If anybody wants it, uh, you can put it in the chat yeah. um, or share it later. Uh, but he was one of the original Hal Huggins protocols because Hal he passed about six years ago, but he um, was went through dental school and was kicked out of the American Dental Association because he questioned putting mercury into people's teeth. He's like, wait a minute, what are we doing? Like, it's right next to the brain. Every tooth is connected to every, it was, he was using the holistic. And they said, you know what? We don't hear about that. We're going to do this thing. We'll put mercury in people's heads. 
And so he got kicked out and he's like, I don't want to waste all of my years of study and passion about healing people, actually. And so he opened something called the Hal Huggins Protocol. And one of the first ones is was at the American Biodental in Tijuana. And I had all my mercury taken out and they do all holistic dentistry. Very, prices are unbelievable. You drive to the last, uh, if you're in the States, you drive to the last uh, border before you get to Mexico. They come and pick you up. They bring you to their clinic and they've become family over the years. So that's just in terms of hands-on. But that wheatgrass is something amazing, uh, amazing. And obviously no fluoride in your toothpaste. Thank you so much. That was so resonant. I had a lot of dental work done before my awakening and it has only ever caused more problems in my mouth. And it's just so resonant the way you said that they're trying to force it out because I can feel that process in my mouth. And I'm so grateful that I asked you this. I'd love to get these things out. I'll be looking up them. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Please feel free to contact me because I know exactly what you're saying. Yes, they cause more. Exactly. Your body is reacting. Yeah. We'll put a, um, there's a lot of nuggets in this conversation that I'll put in the comment section of the repost of the video. So uh, we'll, yeah, and just talk about some of these devices and stuff too. Also, before people jump off too, uh, I do yeah. a lot on, um, I'm on Instagram and my DMs, a lot of people are asking me lots of questions and health questions too. Um, so feel free to reach out on my Instagram. It just seems to be where people contact me. It didn't end up being that way, but it is. And also, you know, Gail, uh, another synchronicity with Gail and Lyrica is uh, the pyramids that that they've been working with, with Michael and Jason for, for you know, probably a decade now. So Phoenix, we were just having this conversation, just she texted me before she's, um, she's like, what? Gail and Lyrica, they have a, uh, an eye pyramid? Are they working with Jason? I'm like, yeah, that's, that's them. So you uh, tell us about that a little bit um, as we wrap up here. Yeah. So I had just been, I was in, uh, so don't, I actually had seen them on Instagram mm -hmm. and I was like, man, I got to go visit them. So I was with uh, some people in uh, uh, Sedona and I was like, you know what? I need to look up Jason. So I actually got to, to go to his facility and he's building a, a, a special pyramid uh, for their health facility. So that was really exciting. And I had no idea until um, Ruben shared with me and I saw a picture and I was like, wait a minute, that's Lyrica. She's under pyramid. And so he said, yeah, yeah. And, and you actually helped to, to bring in some of the, this tech, how you channeled in technology with this. So it's amazing. It's so such an honor there, but to have your, to have you truly. A lot of elements in, in the, uh, Gail and Erica episode, cause I've been, we've been, uh, following them for, for a little while here. And there's just so many synchronicities. 11 years, Ruben, 11 years. <laughs> 11 years. Yeah. And, and yeah. just all the synchronicities and the interconnections, right? On so many levels, from the pyramids to the skulls to um, Adele and, and her work and uh, Sedona the horse. And um, these are all things I'm just throwing out there uh, that everybody who's listening, like, what is he talking about? It's like, well, it, it's coming in the next episode. Everybody will get it, I promise. Um, so, so yeah, Phoenix, uh, thank you so much for, for coming on. Uh, any sort of final words of wisdom for, for our group here? For me or yeah from you from you oh, oh wait no. wait before let's, let's see lucas has a quick question let's get him in there go ahead lucas Hi, phoenix um Hi. i really appreciate a lot of what you shared and i feel like my questions that i had are already answered 
really boiling down to raising our frequency. But earlier you were referring to just like this pressure. It feels like uh, separation happening um, around families, relationships, just a, a time where there's so much um, acceleration and bringing things to the surface. Um, so I really appreciate your comments and I, I wanted to express that. And if there's anything else related to that, um, certainly welcome. Wow. Thank you so much. Good to see you, brother. Very good to see you. Um, I think you probably, we, we, most of us, we, we have it pretty figured out by now, meaning when we first went into that, the separation, you know, during this, this whole process, which the, the COVID process, which is truly divine, you know, uh, it's, it seems horrific at, at times. And then at other times it has, our, it has heightened our awareness to so many things that it's like I say, that the dastardly plan has backfired on itself because it has pushed us to our ascension. And I feel that one of the things that we've all learned that that separation that that's been so difficult, the dark parts are pushing us to our ascension. We now are getting less, I am going to talk for myself, but I know for, for many, but I'm just going to say for myself, you know, there were anger parts in the beginning that people were not listening to things. And then the separation is, you know, is happening because, you know, we're, we have these angry factions and I, uh, as a, as a, a leader in meditation and mindfulness, I'm not to get angry. And yet, you know, there were things that I definitely got angry at because I was worried about, you know, people. And then I stopped being angry because I learned that this is also part of what other people signed up for, which is basically opposite from what I might think is unsafe, that they're going, you know what, we're actually going to do these things because it's going to push you even further and faster to your enlightenment, which is going to then pull everybody. Like I said, we can't cut cords. We really can't separate. You know, the notion is, you know, it's like, okay, you're just doing that over there, doing this over here, but really we're connected. So how do we, is what we do is just raise our frequency. And every time one of those separation thing comes up, things come up, it pushes us and we just allow it. And when you see it like that, it's like, okay, thank you for that. I'm not angry about it anymore. Just, it just pushes me further and eventually it's going to grab everybody. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on the, on the cutting cords part also, I imagine that's somewhat a manner of perspective because it's still valuable to not have cords of expectation between people, if I understand that correctly. And what you're saying is just that we're not actually separating. Nobody's getting left behind. There's not a split. We are all together in this. Yes, exactly. It, yeah, for sure. It's, it's a, it is more semantics, although it's always so the precision with our words, we have to be so careful because even, even that, and I mean, I've been with practitioners and I've, I've had a selenite knife gifted to me years ago that said, you know, you're cutting, you know, we're doing this cutting of, so even though it is yes, and it is valuable in, in the thought of it, just the actual words, because when we say that it is an incantation, it's all the magic. We created this whole thing out of thought that, that comes out of our, our words that if we still are saying that, um, it leads us to the idea that we're not, that we're separate as opposed to all together. 
So does that, you know, so it, it's still yes. just checking myself every time. It's like a more, it's more being aware of you, being aware of yourself, even at a higher level. It's like, oh, wow. Right. That was good to say last year, but this year, you know what? It's different this year. It's different in this moment that I step in the river, you know, can never step in the same place twice because now it's a different configuration. Understanding is greater. And therefore the words are like, okay, no, I'm just going to elevate. I don't need to even worry about cutting. I'm just elevating. I'm good. <laughs> you know? I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. That, uh, I, thanks for the reminder because yeah, it is, it's exactly about where we're at, what time, what resonates, you know, for someone going through something really horrific and heavy and, you know, maybe a little cutting wordage, right? Not, I'm not actually saying really cut, but it could be the thing they need, the right medicine they need to get out of that situation for that moment. But ultimately, like you said, the, um, you know, I, I hate to give levels, but the higher approach, right, is just to uh, not do the cutting, but just to raise the frequency. And yeah. and and and, um, and, yeah, and then we, again, like you, I love what you said earlier about the raising of the frequency doesn't mean you're you're separating, you're not cutting cutting them out. You're just raising it so then they can raise to come and match you. That to me is like that's the stuff. Yeah, because it's like with music, you know, when there's one note. And mm -hmm. one that's played, the, the one that's higher, there's one that's lower. Mm -hmm. it, the lower one always raises up and it imitates that that frequency. Mm -hmm. It's never like there's a high one alone. The, this one comes down. It's never that this is here. And it's like, and it, it comes together. So it, I would say even in, instead of saying a higher, you can just say it's, it's a God mind. When you get into the yeah. God mind, you realize it's like we're all moving in. But we, we have, the, as the way showers, as you were saying, we have that response. Mm -hmm. I think Mark was to when you're there, it just, it just, it matches. We keep, it's matching. We're matching. We right. Right. And you're, and you're in a sense, you're reaching your hand out to pull them up as opposed to like, you know, cutting their arm off or, you know, or cutting their arm off or however that, however that cutting thing works. I don't know. We don't have to go there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Just we're so, because we're so powerful. We're so magical yeah. that everything that we say, it's like, Oh, and we forget that. I mean, I forget right. yet. It's just really rechecking ourselves. It's like, wow, we, we are spending so much magic. So just every time, careful, careful of the words. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Not enough time to go into all the amazing uh, gifts that you have to offer, but uh, we'll, I'll, I'll put everybody, I'll put in Phoenix's um, info in the comments or in the, uh, the description of this video. Uh, so we can definitely reach out to her and get some more wisdom and, yeah, well, we definitely have to do this again. Thank you so much for having me on. It was so, so joyful. And even those who didn't open their mics, I, I feel you. And it's a pleasure. And I actually, I, I wonder if we have one minute left. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm there's sure an exercise people... that I would yeah. love to do. And then we can just, okay. Out. And then is it's, it's this really awesome gratitude exercise. And I, I do it when I have on Zoom. And it's so beautiful. And it's where for just one minute, and I'll time mm -hmm. it, everybody opens their mics and we all say for one minute, what we're grateful for. I'm grateful for this day. I'm grateful for this mm. show. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful for my heart. I'm grateful for my partner. I'm grateful for food. I'm grateful. Like that kind of thing. And just for one minute. Okay. But everybody hears everybody. So yeah, yeah. Mike, and we're all there together. And then we just 
I'll say, stop. Everybody and, down to do that? All right. Their mics are on. They are off. Yeah. They're muted. So uh, can't hear everybody. But I, I think everybody, go ahead and unmic yourself and let's let's get ready for some gratitude. You tell us when to go. Okay. I'm going to my alarm. Hold on. Okay. All righty. And hold on one second. And beautiful. All right. And one, two, and go. All right. I'm, Grateful I'm for the Everybody here. Grateful for Grateful for Phoenix. Grateful for all of amazing energy, connection, big bear, technology I'm grateful for the technology and grateful for the information action. The ability to travel. The ability to travel. I like that. I'm taking other people's babies. Magical love. Grateful for my garden. Grateful for my cat. Grateful for oh, there's another cat. Grateful for my health. Grateful for this rain that we're getting right now. All this wonderful. Moisture. Moisture. I'm grateful for Erica and all the wisdom that she's coming through with. Yeah, and the assistance in this episode. And I'm grateful for all of my plants. Grateful for my new computer. For all the animals around my house. Grateful for the skulls. Grateful for Grateful for the refrigerator. Grateful for grateful for grateful for the gathering. Two and three and we are here. And for a moment, just breathing your eyes closed. And bringing all of that in. Sitting in this moment. Feeling everything in your body. Taking a deep breath in and just holding it at the top just for a couple of seconds before you let it go. And then breathing your eyes open. Thank you, Phoenix. Thank you. Enjoy all of that. Yeah, that's a lot of a lot of gratefuls. I'm I'm pleasant. My yeah, that was that was super cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. 
Well, thanks everybody for being on and, and playing these grateful games, but for all your gratefulness. Uh, you reminded me of some some good things to be grateful about this, moving forward this week. Uh, big, big thank you, Phoenix, uh, for for coming on and doing this. And thank you, everybody. We'll thank talk. Thank you for having me. Thank you, man. We'll talk soon and um, see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope you like this interview. We actually do this every week on my membership portal page. You can access it through interviewwithed.org or uh, click on the link uh, somewhere in here. I'll put a link and uh, come over and join us. You too can ask questions. Every week we have new special guests and you get to ask questions directly to the channelers and to the beans that they channel. So see you in the portal.